KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Time to take our weekly look at the economy as we check in with economist David Fiorenza. We talk jobless claims, we talk retail sales, and much, much more. Give a listen. Now recording this conversation, so the first thing I need for the record is your name and permission to use this for broadcast. David Fiorenza, yes, you do have my permission to use this for the broadcast. And we are coming down in three, two, one. So let's start with jobless claims up a tick, 230,000 last week, uh, but we are still hanging around in that ballpark of where we were before the pandemic, which I continue to think is is really amazing. Uh, any concern that they did jump up a bit, but, uh, you know, like I said, I think we're basically still at the same level. We are at the same level, Matt. I'm glad we're starting with this today because we can speak to these numbers. And if we were to take a look at it, and this morning I was trying to extract some other figures. If you take the states of New York and California out of the equation, we're below 200,000. And I looked at it for more than just for one week. And New York and California, very large states with lots of businesses, lots of large cities. Uh, So the expectations that economists have of 200,000, I'll say that's always a pretty good number. And as we talked off air, these numbers bounce around uh, 20,000 up, 20,000 down, you know, and we look at the people receiving the claims, it's decreasing. It's the lowest level since 1973. Yeah. And the continuing claims for uh, the went down as well. Uh, you know, I, I think pretty much all this is pretty we're in a pretty steady environment from a employment standpoint. And, you know, this is with a, it seeing a worker shortage everywhere. But I think there's a lot to like in all these numbers. There is. And traditionally, there, you're going to have stores that close after Christmas. All your stores that pop up, they're just there for a month or two. And those people are going to try to file some some claims. You have 230,000 people filing claims. Then you have a decrease of those receiving the claims of 194. You have a lot of your Christmas shops and maybe your other pop-up stores, as I said, are closing down. Those people are probably trying to receive some unemployment if they worked somewhere for about eight weeks. And any retail stores that hired additional staff, Amazon, online places, a lot of that is stopping right now for the month of January. We always see a contraction in January anyway. Let's talk about retail sales. I was surprised by this. Declined 1.9% in December. Uh, the forecast was uh, a very minuscule drop of about 0.1%. Uh, what did we see here? Did, did this surprise you a lot? Well, it surprised me a little, but it also surprised me that the new stations um, cable stations are not carrying the full picture as usual. They're giving us that that little 10 second uh, line item, the little bit, the little bite, sound bite. If I take a look at retail sales, they're actually up 17% from December of 2020. And if I look at sales over a longer trend, let's say October, November, and December, we're actually up 17%. Our whole 2021 sales are up 19% from the entire year of 2020. I think people started shopping even as early as September, not knowing what was going to happen with supply chain, not knowing what was going to happen with weather, not knowing what was going to happen with maybe anything out there, employment issues. So yes, down eight, uh, you know, 
on 1.9%, but online sales are still actually doing very well, Matt. Yeah. And I think that's a great point because I think we saw evidence that people started their holiday shopping a lot earlier than usual because the constant drumbeat in the media about supply chain things. I think it's very logical and possible that people just tried to get ahead of it. And as a result, we didn't see maybe the, the, the rush to the finish line the last few weeks before the holidays. And that's true. And prior years, pre-pandemic, people did start their Christmas shopping even as early as October 1st, even before Halloween, let's say. It's just that it wasn't noted in the news like it was this year, as you said. I saw an article that talked a little bit about something called stagflation, and it didn't talk about it as if we're experiencing it, but it talked about something that we should that could is a possibility, something to keep an eye on down the road. First of all, Define for me stagflation. Sure, absolutely. Now, stagflation refers to an economy, whether it's the United States or some other economy in the European Union or in Asia, that's experiencing what they call a simultaneous increase in inflation, but stagnation of stagnation, I'll use that word, of economic output. And we're also seeing high unemployment. And it could be the high unemployment as a result of, let's say, an oil shock. Well, we don't have an oil shock like we did in the 1970s. We don't have high unemployment. I think, Matt, last week you and I discussed unemployment at 3.8 or 3.9 percent. So I hear people saying we're going to be heading towards stagflation, just like the same people who say we're headed towards $4 gasoline. Well, the more you talk about $4 gasoline, the more it's going to be inevitable, I think. I, and our gas prices have stabilized. So stagflation is not here. It's not here because we don't have the high rates of unemployment. We don't have low GDP. Our GDP is pretty good. We're still waiting for some other figures on that and some corrections. But I don't think we're going to see stagflation. I think you're going to see the Fed increase rates this year at least three times. So that will maybe uh, take a little bit of steam out of the inflation numbers. Just as an aside of this, and I'm throwing this to you blind, but you talk about interest rates. And I'm very curious because I look at interest rates or one of the ways I look at interest rates is I have a savings account. I try really hard to put money aside in a savings account. How much would is there a connection between the Fed raising rates and banks raising the interest rate on your savings account or are they not connected at all or would it have would save would would the interest rates have to really really go up before it started to show up in your savings account? Matt, this is a great time to talk about this. Uh, it will show up in your savings account, but let's drop back and say, what is the domino effect, the multiplier effect of increasing interest rates? Well, the first markets that are hit are usually mortgage rates. So if the Federal Reserve, let's say, I'm just going to say a half a percent, if they raise rates by a half a percent, you will probably see your mortgage rates go up a half a percent, home equity loans a half a percent. Then the car market, uh, for used cars, uh, maybe even for home, uh, for the auto loans for new autos will go up a little bit. It takes a while before it actually hits our savings accounts for certificates of deposit, before it hits the money market accounts of companies in the area like Vanguard. And it's main because those companies um, and even your, your credit unions who usually have higher interest rates, they're already locked into what instruments they bought from the treasury and, the, and what they bought in other kinds of interest, 
interest-bearing accounts, such as T-bills, all kinds of things like that, commercial paper. So it may take a while for it to hit your savings accounts. What I do see banks do in a time like this, they'll have that rate. They'll say, oh, interest rates are going up. We can now pay you 0.5% instead of 0.4. But Matt, let's read the fine print. That may only be for six months. And it may only be that you need to keep a certain balance in there. So you are correct. It will eventually hit and the interest rates will eventually hit the savings accounts, but that could be three months, six months, or even nine months. What are you seeing these days in the housing market? Well, if the interest rates do go up, which I which some people are talking about five or six rate increases this year, I don't see it that much. I see maybe three, maybe four. You will see prices of homes start to level off. I think pricing of homes is there. Um, and homeowners want to hear this. They're overpriced at this point. Homes are overvalued. Um, so if if interest rates start to go up, it's going to squeeze the market a little bit. And people are going to say, well, I can't afford that home at that price because my interest rate now that I'm paying is a half a percent more or even one percent more. So you're going to see, I think, a little bit less of all that uh, auctioning and bargaining and bidding up that we saw this past year where people were saying, I'll take anything. I'll pay an extra hundred thousand for a home. Uh, just because I want to move out of a city or I just want to move away from the pandemic, whatever the case may be. What else are you keeping your eye on here as we are halfway through the month of January? Well, Matt, it's, I'm going to go back to retail. I think we, unfortunately, we may see some more sell-offs. Maybe a, a company like Nordstrom Rack may may sell off their business the way Saks Fifth Avenue had their had their um, a discounted clothing line stores. They sold them off. I think you're going to see... I, I'm a little nervous about the dollar store industry. I saw the dollar store stocks are down today. You'll see more consolidation of that. I think what happened in the 90s, we overexpanded. And you'll see that along the Route 202 corridor in the Great Valley area. You'll see it in the Cherry Hill area. You'll see it in other areas in the King of Prussia area, uh, even the city of Lancaster and the uh, suburban areas of Lancaster County. And we're seeing stores close. Well, online really took uh, took a chunk of that right now. And people had a fear, and rightly so. They wanted to stay home. Uh, you know, elderly people uh, may not want to go back out. If they have access to a computer, they're going to get their food delivered. They're going to get prescriptions delivered. So I think you may even see some consolidation in the areas of CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens as well, Matt. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.